0: Welcome to day 100. We've hit the century mark in this year's edition of Shaped by the Word, the drama of Scripture. We find ourselves in the second chapter of the book of Joshua. And Of course, this is a new generation uh, that has come to the place where their feet are right by the Jordan River. They're ready to move into the promised land and uh, to receive the promises of God, you know, the rest uh, that their ancestors did not receive because they... They came to the same place, and at the same point, they, they melted back in fear. And of course, we're going to learn today that God is causing his enemies to melt in fear, not his people to melt in fear. And we remember, you know, from the first you know chapter we read, uh, that that is encouragement, not only that uh, was given to the children of Israel and to Joshua as he takes this new role in leadership, but to us as well. Do not be afraid and do not be discouraged. So I am Paul Kemp here with uh, Matt Kresge and David Keefe on what we've fondly dubbed All all Guys Week. We couldn't get either Cindy or Katie to join us for these these podcasts. Uh, If you can make it through this week, we promise. Well, we really can't make promises. uh, But we hope they'll join us next week uh, as we continue our journey uh, through the Word. Uh, Joshua chapter 2. Heavenly Father, thank you for the goodness of your word. We thank you uh, for the certainty of your promises. We thank you that you reassure us in our fear and in our discouragement. And Father, we thank you that you are the one who ultimately fights our battles for us. Thank you for uh, the book of Joshua, the reflection we have of your heart and character in it. May you use your word by your spirit uh, to move in our hearts and lives. Uh, to capture our affections, renew our hearts in you, and cause us to be more like your son, Jesus. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. And in Joshua chapter 2, Then Joshua, son of Nun, secretly sent two spies from Shittim. Go look over the land, he said, especially Jericho. So they went and they entered the house of a prostitute named Rahab, and they stayed there. The king of Jericho was told, Look, some of the Israelites have come here tonight to spy out the land. So the king of Jericho sent this message to Rahab, Bring out the men who came to you and entered your house, because they have come to spy out the whole land. But the woman had taken the two men and hid them. She said, Yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they had come from. At dusk, when it was time to close the city gates, they left. I don't know which way they went. Go after them quickly. You may catch up with them she had taken them up on the roof and hidden them under the stalks of flax that she had laid out on the roof. So the men set out in pursuit of the spies on the road that leads to the fords of Jordan. And as soon as the pursuers had gone out, the gate was shut. Before the spies lay down for the night, she went up on the roof and said to them, I know that the Lord has given you this land, and the great fear of you has fallen on us, so that all who live in this country are melting in fear because of you. We've heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt and what he did to the king of Sion and Og, the two kings of the Amorites east of the Jordan, whom you completely destroyed. When we heard of it, our hearts melted in fear and everyone's courage failed because of you. For the Lord your God is a God in heaven above and on the earth below. Now then, please swear to me by the Lord that you will show kindness to my family because I have shown kindness to you. Give me a sure sign that you will spare the lives of my father and mother, my brothers and sisters, and all who belong to them, and that you will save us from death. Our lives are your lives, the man assured her. If you don't tell what we are doing, we will treat you kindly and faithfully when the Lord gives the land. So she let them down by a rope through the window, for the house she lived in was part of the city wall. She said to them, Go to the hills so the pursuers will not find you. Hide yourselves there three days until they return and then go on your own way. Now the men had said to her, This oath you made with us shall not be binding on us unless when we enter the land you have tied the scarlet cord in the window through which you let us down, and unless you have brought your father and your mother, your brothers and all your family into your house. If any of them go outside your house into the street, their blood will be on their own heads. We will not be responsible. As for those who are in the house with you, their blood will be on our head if a hand is laid on them. But if you tell what we are doing, we will be released from the oath that you made us swear. Agreed, she replied. Let it be as you say. So she sent them away, and they departed, and she tied the scarlet cord in the window. When they left, they went into the hills, and they stayed there three days until the pursuers had searched all along the road and returned without finding them. Then the two men started back. They went down out of the hills, forwarded the river, and came to Joshua, son of Nun, and told him everything that had happened to them. They said to Joshua, The Lord has surely given the whole land into our hands. All the people are melting in fear because of us. I pointed out earlier in the introduction what a juxtaposition there is of uh, the people. It uh, you know, had originally come to the Jordan of Israel, and they had melted in fear. And Now you have God causing uh, their enemies to melt in fear. Which is a big part of uh, you know the battle, you know that they'll be facing, and so God has already gone before him, and God is already accomplishing His purposes, and God is already fulfilling His promises to Abraham, you know, and giving them the land. And of course, we have an interesting story, and I, you have to love you know uh, the biblical writer here. He just has some nice little details, laying among the flax, fording you know the Jordan River. Uh, you know hiding in the, in the hills you know kind of things and even though it's it's pretty succinct you know in its use of words it has some very you know vivid images as as we move through it and so you find the two spies and a house of prostitute and the prostitute will later be listed in matthew uh, as a uh, one of uh, the descendants or one of the ancestors of our lord jesus
1: it's one of the, the remarkable things you know, initially about this passage is it just seems like it comes out of nowhere. You know, they, they show up into this land, all of a sudden they're in their prostitute's house and, you know, she's willing to receive them in and, and they're just, it just seems so quick to move into the story. And, and it's just a reminder. And, and I mean, we sh- should know it because we've been reading the story, yeah. but, but God continues to work ahead of us, you know, and he, he's constantly doing thousands of things that we're unaware that he's doing. And, and we see that in this story where he, is he's called Joshua now to to take over the mantle of leadership from Moses and to usher the people into the promised land? But it's not like God's waiting for them to to go into the promised land for Him to start working there. He's been working all along, right. and we're watching that unfold.
0: You know, working, uh, you know, obviously, as we get to our New Testament theology before the foundations of time, but in the promises made to Abraham, you know, that are nearly four hundred years earlier, you know, than this. Uh, you know, or, or 400 plus years earlier than than this. So God has been at work all along in order to, and, and let's grab the whole story in order to renew His creation and restore uh, everything you know that we've lost in the fall and the ravages of sin. And so His plan is to do that, you know, through through Abraham and through Israel, but ultimately through Christ mm-hmm. uh, in, in in that picture. And of course, uh, you know, many biblical scholars speculate that uh, Rahab's home was, was kind of, kind of an inn where uh, you know strangers could come and find you know lodging for the night. And of course, the services went a little bit beyond just a place to stay and a meal to eat. Uh, they also, but anyway, we shouldn't really go into that on a, pad, a podcast rated PG thirteen. Uh, you know, for the you know for the most part. Uh, but you kind of get that picture if you've watched any of the Lord of the Rings movie there's always this conspicuous inn with all kinds of characters you know gathered in it and uh, you can almost see the the two spies with their hoods over their faces walking through Jericho trying to be inconspicuous and staying at the end and all of a sudden they get they they get found out
2: it is pretty remarkable I guess just seeing Rahab at work here kind of sending the guards off on on a little ruse to kind of get them out of the picture for a while Letting the men down and then kinda of making this kind of agreement with them and and so just seeing her being used in God's story is a very unlikely character. But again it goes back to what we were saying earlier, like this is how God is working now, in very unlikely ways with very But when people. Matthew tells
0: the story of Israel and the genealogies of Jesus, he 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 revels in pointing this out that uh, you know, that she has a rich part in in our heritage and who we are. And, and of course, she's unlikely here in this moment. Uh, unlikely for many of the people who had an idealized view of the nation of Israel in, in a Jesus time. And Matthew reminds us this is this is a big part of our story. And her confession is not unlike the confession of the thief on the cross. She does recognize the marvels and the wonders of God and who He is, and uh, puts her confidence in Him uh, in, in that in that final moment and is rescued. Yeah, I knew from that, yeah.
1: well, even the declaration, you know, in verse eleven, when we heard of it, our hearts melted in fear, and everyone's courage failed because of you. For the Lord your God is God in heaven above and on earth below. Wow. That's a, a significant you know, declaration, especially when you consider most of the you know, the understandings of gods in, in this time period were just kind of localized deities. You, know, you, you didn't really make that proclamation that there was a God of now, heaven and earth below. I mean, there was a God who was the God of Israel. You know and and right. that's a, that's it but
0: to to see and, and of course what was israel at this time yeah there is no land for this people. deity to be you mm-hmm. know the god you know the god of but but he had proven himself in egypt he had also proven himself in Canaan, and uh you know it is it is quite a you know declaration we realize that there's something different and powerful about your god Mm -hmm. and of course these are you know the lessons that god is trying to teach israel that i am a god of you know heavens above and earth below a god that performs mighty wonders and yet is intimately involved or present with his you know with his people and you have someone looking at it from a distance and seeing what that first generation you know of israelites should have said and before going into the land not that the there are and Lachites in the land and the nephilim are there and uh you know they were compared to them we look like grasshoppers they should have said our god is you know the god of heavens above and earth below he has performed mighty wonders you know and wiping out you know the kings uh you know the, the first two kings we encountered in canaan and also and what he did to pharaoh this is nothing for our god but they they looked at their circumstances rather than looking at their god and and the results were they melted in fear Mm -hmm. now these people Mm -hmm. are seeing their god and the result is their hearts are melting in fear Mm -hmm. and it's a nice kind of turn
2: and kind of looking at this chapter earlier today i Found it kind of interesting how James in the New Testament even brings Rahab in as an example and it's kind of an interesting example because we read about her here and we're kind of curious like you know is she making a profession of faith like is she believing in the God of Israel and then it's just interesting how James says you know was not even written in James 2 or James 2 at the very end he says was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them off in a different direction as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. And so I guess James is making some sort of allusion to her
0: of faith, no doubt, and, and it
2: working itself and, out. And of
0: course, he's bringing home his larger works. point yeah. uh, that she just didn't sit in her living room and say, "I believe your God is a God above, you know, the God yeah. of heaven above and earth below," but I am willing, you know, to act on that uh, belief and to, uh, you know, put uh, put to action. Uh, you know the, the things that I believe so she is a you know a larger example of faith and she's also a, a larger example of salvation or a, a, a smaller actually example of salvation an earthly rescue that points to a heavenly rescue mm-hmm. and as well and inclusion with the people of God so you have a lot of biblical images that are you know uh, coming through there
1: and it's, it's easy to read this account in light of you know the rest of the story knowing that like it's going to be successful you know they're going to hide they're not going to find them but rahab's putting herself at great risk by doing this i mean you don't defy the the king of jericho and and then just walk away like oh yeah i did that it was no big deal you know i mean this in a moment is you're watching it would have been much easier just to have the faith that, that god will rescue her and to sit on it and not act mm-hmm. you know but in this moment she she risks her life in action living out of that faith and And then you know again, and we've we've alluded to this and talked about it, but just the heart of God towards those who are also outside of Israel, you know, and and beginning to see those kind of those threads of the redemption of God's not just meant to be for Israel, but will also include Gentiles.
0: Yeah, and and I hesitate to make you know too much of this, but obviously when uh, the judgment of God passed over the Israelites, they had the uh, the scarlet mark. Uh, over their doorpost of the blood of the lamb, and she has a scarlet, you know, thread, you know, thread there as, as well. And interestingly enough, while she's doing this, uh, they will be consecrating themselves, preparing themselves, and celebrating Passover before they come into, uh, they come into the land. So it's it's, it's been a fun read, and uh, we're introduced to one of those that uh, Matthew goes out of his way to include in the line of Jesus, reminding us that. Uh, kingdom of God belongs to such as as these. These are the ones through whom our Savior has come, but also the one for whom our Savior has come. I forget who I asked. I opened in prayer. Hey, David, why don't don't you? We could do rock, paper, scissors or (laughs) David, you could just just close us in prayer. No problem.
2: Father, how amazing to to be reminded of your heart um, for both people who are near and far from you. Um, May we, as your people, display and model that heart um, to those who are near and far. Uh, May we be a people who marvel at your wonderful story of redemption, um, knowing that in many ways it's not what we would have picked, but we we can't help but be amazed and and celebrate the, the beauty of your story. And so we thank you for the reminder of of Christ and how you are at work and so you can be trusted. And so may you be trusted by us today. Um, May you be glorified and may we find great joy in being your people here in this time and, and in this place. We pray this all in the name of Jesus.
0: Amen.